1: Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You know, like I said, there, uh, I know you went to, what was it, an 11 p.m. showing last night? 10.55. That's 1055. commitment, everybody. And it was like a two-hour and 20-minute movie. It so. was. You know, I actually looked throughout the week. Uh, the movie was playing earlier in the week at earlier times it was and actually i'll save that for the broadcast proper of uh <laughs> the story
0: of why it took us so why i had to cram my homework in uh, <laughs> at zero hour if i felt like i was in college again and i had a deadline to meet and uh Oh, yeah, no, that was like talking about waiting because there was no shows between eleven you know eleven o'clock last night and this <laughs> when we when we uh, record on Sunday morning. <laughs> it was a two a m or a four a m show It was my last shot. you got the last it was my last show. Shot. uh but um yeah, it's pretty interesting so so you're you were uh you were traveling
1: indeed, I was. We were in Kansas City last weekend.
0: was it as uh, titillating as i I expected it to be
1: um <laughs> we didn't do much. We just kind of uh hit a few counties. <laughs> Had some dinner <laughs> and uh more than one, I imagine. Um yeah, no. yeah. Did see Jenny Baker. Went to a I place. saw a picture, yeah. Well, now, we're,
0: now we're mentioning her on the air.
1: Again, I think we've mentioned her on the air once she before. She said she was going to listen. Uh, well, she better now. Or yeah. We're name-dropping her. We sure are. <laughs> we went to a place that had, uh, you know, for $5, you can play all the arcade games that they had in the in the, in the thing there. They have
0: any old classics?
1: Oh, yeah, that's pretty much. I mean, they had some Nintendo games, but they also had, like, the Frogger and the Miss Pac-Man and the Pac-Man. You drop 10 bucks and then you get to play all you want. I actually, Jenny Baker paid for me, so I paid nothing.
0: you Bit of a mooch when you come into town?
1: We were willing to pay. <laughs> she refused our cash. All right. Well, <laughs> hey, I'm here. Pay for my
0: video games. Yep. <laughs> you know, they have a place like that. Um, we, of course, uh, Chicago. Do this.
1: Somewhere in like North or Gurney or somewhere. No, no, or somewhere. Closer, closer, oh.
0: closer. Menominee Falls. Really? Yeah, they have a some kind of arcade this is uh, we're in Wisconsin this is where we uh, record this for those of you not in Wisconsin how uh, much and how many games 15 bucks and but i hear and it's more of like a bar tavern that's setting. what this place is yeah, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, they only have well, that's not true because actually kids can go cuz my kids have uh, my youngest son went with his buddy last year and um he came home and was just raving cuz he knows of my fondness for uh, <laughs> obviously for uh, old old gaming and he said dad dad you got to see this place to be like your heaven and um yeah i guess um 15 bucks all you can play but there's a lot like the, all the old classics yeah. i mean just like as far as the eye can see apparently so i have to get there because you know 15 bucks and uh, but then you know it's there's like,
1: also my basement though where i have my five arcade games yeah, you got the big
0: ones one of which retain has contains, 39 games yeah. on it and of those 39 there's a bunch of weird ones though isn't there, there are some strange
1: ones on there but there's i would say two-thirds of them are well known Games you got your Donkey okay. Kong and your Frogger and is your it the Ms. exact Pac-Man. recreation? Yes. Okay, yes. it's not like yes. some sort of weird ripoff. No, thing. no. Okay. I mean, there are some funky ones on it that I never heard of before either, but. We have a Tron machine. That's the biggest one. That was uh, one of my life goals. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, how often do you uh, fire that baby up? Not very often, That's but uh, I did actually play it did a you ever, like, couple months it? ago. I mean, you there, there's nothing to beat. It's just it's just, two points. It's just keep it's two going two and keep going and keep going. It gets faster and yeah. faster. And We're and, uh, gonna rearrange that basement in the next, hopefully, in the next year, and then I'll I'll have those machines more accessible than where they currently are. they're, oh. kind, of, they're kind of hidden behind some uh, well. DVD shelves. But I suppose for laundry, you can use them to. Know, dry a shirt. You could. <laughs> you you could. could you know, probably not uh, recommended to But when you get those room. machines turned on and they're all fired up and they're, it sounds like an arcade in there and it's wonderful. It's kind of neat. It's wonderful. Down there with all of your DVD and VHS content. And basking in the glory of movie yes, glow. Yes, Do
0: you Add a whole lot this week? Uh, watching? Yes. Not watching. <laughs> I'm talking about physically. No, uh, yeah. no, no. I've been in a bit of a slump myself. I did, uh, did well for... I had a little... <laughs> a little hiccup about four weeks ago and then like I had to pay for bills mm. <laughs> and stuff so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> kind of put the kibosh on that so alright well let's talk about movies then I'll make a show there's one, a doggy one for the ages Front row center is back on the air, that's right, or back on the net, or back on the net waves. We don't really occupy the airwaves, we occupy the net waves because we don't want to pay all of those FCC fees. And it's very nice to be back on the air after a sort of strange little quasi-hiatus. We had a few extra days because we had uh, a... uh, You
1: mean we weren't live last week, Sunday.
0: I swear I heard a show playing at Sunday. <laughs> That's the weird part is that I always tell people I am I can easily be in two places at once. <laughs> so it works out well. Anyway, we're going to talk about uh, some new movies that are out there. A lot of good stuff out there right now. Uh, we're, we're actually a little bit behind the curve, I dare I say. We're uh, catching up to a movie that began a week prior and most of the reviews are probably already out. But none of the, uh, no, I, no, I would contend none, none of the reviews actually count because this is the one that yeah, people are waiting n- for. no reviews
1: from Azaki <laughs> County
0: yet. <laughs> that's, that is true. <laughs> that can probably, I think we can, that's probably accurate. So you are going to talk about um, Ford v. Ferrari. Did you know in the UK what they're calling this movie? No. Le Mans 66. Oh, I thought you were going to say Death Trucks. No. <laughs> <laughs> Now, that would be great. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, they're calling it Le Mans 66, uh, I guess, for whatever reason. Um, we're going to talk about that, too. I think it's kind of interesting how um, how open the Ford Motor Company must have been to allow this movie to go forward. <laughs> I think that's kind of interesting uh, on a corporate level. You well, know? there were good things happening. So, And there were not so good things happening, but we'll talk about that, too. And we're going to review a film that I was positively dreading. <laughs> <laughs> called uh Let It Snow a Netflix original that uh Premiered, I believe, in the beginning of this month, and so uh, we're was just it, getting it into now. Yeah, I think the first ago. first week of uh, November. I think it uh, dropped. Actually, I can, cool, I can probably answer. Cool. That yeah, yeah. go ahead. You dig that up while I chat. And um, nope,
1: can't answer it for you. <laughs> All right, then. Thank you very much for <laughs> being the, the uh, uh, information source of uh, Front Row Center. The app is not as
0: functional as the desktop version. Indeed. So, um, but that's our streaming movie of the week. So we'll do those two. And um, I'm not going to make any promises this week. <laughs> but if the reviews are streamed, Line and we get our business done in a orderly fashion. Perhaps we'll get to a, a Star Wars chat. I'm ready to go. This is uh, week four, so I, I
1: do have a question for you, though. This could
0: be a running gag. We could actually be promising the same <laughs> Star Wars chat next, the same time next year. Will we actually watch the movie and review it that week? <laughs> That's an interesting thing. We'll have to discuss the uh, machinations and uh, choreography of getting that. Uh, in. It's a big enough movie that I would actually drop everything. I, I'm not going. I know you've got your tickets. I you're you're in the
1: books. Opening night. We're we there.
0: We have uh, almost a standing tradition in our family now for the newest batch of Star Wars films. <laughs> a standing tradition being twice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh that we always go on that sunday afternoon so uh for uh the force awakens we were there sunday afternoon last jedi sunday afternoon so uh, i'm presuming we're gonna probably see this on uh, sunday afternoon. it's the only time pardon me it's the only time in in my family's history that all seven of us have gone to a movie together because as you can imagine wait are you up to seven now
1: I guess you are. Well, seven you? humans, yes. yes okay. uh,
0: five children, two adults, yes, yes. Uh, so, as you can imagine, dragging seven people to one showing can be a bit. I mean,
1: that's like a plane ticket. We've done six. Oh yeah. Well, no. What you got to do is get your your parents to to help out. Wow, <laughs> we were talking prior to the show about the ultimate mooch, <laughs> and he continues. So, yes, well, my don't also- your grandparents don't your parents want to see their grandchildren? They they do, oh, but, but they but don't go to Star Wars. Not, a, not I the, see your mom going to Star Wars. Not in the
0: dark with lightsabers flashing. No, I have no interest whatsoever. And in fact, my dad actually he didn't he, he 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 enjoyed the Star Wars films with me, but uh, he has yet to see these. He was just well, like, my parents were doubt. there in the theater. Yeah, well, there you go. Well, I guess you have cool parents. I guess
1: so. All right. Question so, for you. Yes, bring it. Okay, if, if we were pretending this was, um, oh, well, whatever, screw it. Uh, <laughs> it it's been... Uh, <laughs> where did that question go? <laughs> it's been about 11 days since the last time we did this. That's true. Other than the two movies we're going to review, what, if anything, have you seen? I have uh, rewatched watched uh, some films of some favorites. Um, well, good, that's, that's an improvement. It over is an improvement. Yeah, I
0: had a little more time during the week, I think. So, um, But nonetheless, uh, uh, certainly give them
1: to me. <sighs> Gosh,
0: I'm Ill, I was ill prepared. By the time the show is over, I could probably dig
1: them up. We've for only you. done this three other times, so yeah, I can see why you'd be ill prepared. Yeah, yeah, right, yes. Well, <laughs> well, I didn't think this particular question was coming, so uh, um, gosh, what did I watch?
0: Uh, oh, I, okay. Last night on uh, the great Sven show, I don't mind name dropping, uh, which we have on our local MeTV affiliate, I watched just about all of. Um, Creature from the Black Lagoon ah, I was on last night. It's been so. a long
1: time since I've seen that thing.
0: It's a pretty good movie, you know. I, I think it gets lauded appropriately for its makeup effects because the Gill Man is a very impressive
1: creation. Now, didn't they remake that as like The Shape of Water? Or
0: it wasn't an, an official remake. I mean, one could say that uh, Guillermo no, del wasn't. Toro liberally borrowed, yeah. I would say, and added sex, which is great. I mean, I think everybody wanted to see uh, the creature, you know, oh, yeah. what, he could, what he could do and was capable sex of. Sex
1: with a fish, that's the way. There you go. Best picture of the year. That's <laughs> all it Won takes. the Oscar.
0: I gotta think of a, of a you know, I wanted, I want an Oscar, too, so I'm wondering what I can, you know, sex with a, with a, a mole or something. Didn't, I don't know. Uh, the, Revenant,
1: <laughs> the Revenant didn't win Best Picture, did it? It did, indeed. Did it? Did it? Are you sure? Or at least nominated, but Oh, maybe it he practically had sex with a bear in that movie. That is so very true. That is very. There's very a bestiality true. theme going on with these movies now.
0: That's the thing. That's the slant. If you're a up and coming filmmaker, you want to look into that. Yeah, I'm not not promoting it here on this show, but uh, you know. So, Creature of the Black Lagoon, um, and then uh, streaming wise, I just I just from flipping around. Watched, I think I believe I watched a kung fu movie this week as well. (laughs) So um, nothing, uh, a lot of um, comfort food films. If anything, filler. It's just stuff to kind of, uh, but nothing that I, you know, sat down to ingest with any sort of discernment so yes all right well let me rattle mine off here comes so oh, that's right this is kind of a uh show feature what did Bert watch this week we should introduce ourselves by the way uh, I'm Jeff Messerman that's Bert Wardall he watches more movies than I do
1: but I, I like to think I'm quality over quantity perhaps but we'll see what he's got for us we got actually we got some pretty good quality in here I've watched 22 movies since last we met remarkable yes do you ever speak to your family? I'm just curious oh yeah. In fact, uh, okay, right. uh, the, uh, the wife watches mm, the majority of these with me.
0: <laughs> that, <laughs> that could be,
1: you know, with your titles, that could be seen as a version <laughs> of spousal abuse, but that's just uh, my opinion. <laughs> all right. We started with, uh, you know, what? There's 22 movies here. Only three of them are Hallmark this week. That means 19 that weren't. <laughs> a light week. Okay. We Go started ahead. with nostalgic Christmas. That's Hallmark. Mm. Shocking. <laughs> and then we had uh, just a season. We had something called Secrets in the Dark. <laughs> that's not Hallmark lowbrow German that's the other
0: thing we should do we could make a game show of guess which titles are Hallmark and are not I think we did a little of that last week
1: so. yeah then Go we ahead. watched The Laundromat Hallmark? no, no Naughty, no, that Naughty was no no That's a that's a real movie alright Spring Fever USA, (laughs) yes. Christmas in Homestead—that's a Hallmark movie. Yeah, sounds like it. Followed by Cherry Hill High, (laughs) definitely not a Hallmark movie. (laughs) Oh my! Uh, Something called Christmas in Love, which was definitely Hallmark. Uh And now the rest of the way non-Hallmark. Here we go. Yeah. (laughs) Vasectomy. Ah, with uh, the great uh, uh,
0: Paul Sorvino. Paul Sorvino, yes. Yeah, kind of. I mean, that as amusing as that title is, of course. it, it's it's a, a spoof and a
1: farce, isn't yeah, it? I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's not, it's not a great farce. <laughs> no, but they tried. Uh, yeah, they tried a sure Mel
0: Brooks type of thing or whatever.
1: Um, so. The aforementioned Ford vs. Ferrari, which we'll be discussing very soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we got a couple of classics here. An American Werewolf in London. Good movie. And The Howling. Ooh. Two movies back-to-back that I saw in the theater, actually, yeah. in 1981. Kind of in a werewolf mood this yes. week, aren't you? Yes, great movies. Uh, buy and Sell, C-E-L-L. And we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> Tiffany Jones. I remember
0: that one. They used to show up on Showtime it all the time. It sure did. Yeah, it it Mike, sure did. Yeah. And The late Mike Zeman and I used to talk about that. Oh, that was just Zeman. an
1: opportunity for me to name drop name the drop. late Mike Zeman. Yes, uh, Blinded by the Light, the uh, Bruce Springsteen-inspired uh, film, which came out oh, earlier this year. Oh, I wanted to year. see that. That looked
0: really interesting. It is
1: good. It is good. I've got yeah. some real movies here, I'd too. I'd like to see his other the Western stars.
0: That new album is, I mean, it's not everyone's cup of tea, probably, because it's kind of a country thing. But you know you know my uh, fandom for Glenn Campbell? I do. And... Uh, Uh, Springsteen said early on when he took after this um, album, they said, I just want to make my own Glenn Campbell album.
1: And I was like, oh, well, sign me up. And so I heard most of the album's terrific if you're into that sort of thing. I've actually seen Bruce Springsteen in concert twice. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, And then yesterday we watched, count them, eight movies yesterday. That is... It's a record for me, I think. Oh, no, no, no. I no, did, I did nine once. I watched. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but, Eight didn't sound like a record Yeah, you. Know, I watched yeah. all nine at that time, Friday the 13th movies in one day back oh, in about 1999. Go ahead, man. Okay. Dora and the Lost City of Gold. You know, I heard good things about it's that, It's actually weirdly. quite entertaining. Actually, the, the first 25, it's like a fish out of water thing because sure. she's going from the jungle to high school, uh, which is pretty cu- cute. What uh, a strange project! <laughs> yeah, but it was actually pretty well done. And then, then we watched Good Boys. My, my my wife visited the Red Box Friday night. Oh yeah, that's
0: actually fun. supposed to be pretty amusing.
1: That too. was that was decent. Yeah. It was decent, but a bunch of potty mouth kids, basically. Yes, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But the cream of the crop was something called Peanut Butter Falcon. I'm dying to see that. That, that looks was fantastic. Fantastic yeah, movie. Yes, I'm looking forward to that. Great movie featuring Jake the Snake Roberts. Oh, he's in there. Yes, oh, very as, good. As is Mick Foley. Yeah, that
0: that looks just. I played up here at the Rivoli, and I was going to go see it when it played in the second run, and I didn't make it. But
1: yeah, uh, we also watched. Thanksgiving, perfect for the holidays. <laughs> of course, of course. About a killer turkey. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> uh, I watched something called Spectres, a Donald Pleasence horror movie from the 80s. Oh, very nice. Italian made. Yeah, must Ooh. have been awful. <laughs> it wasn't good, no. Yeah. Uh, I watched a streaming movie last night called The King. Oh yeah, that looked really. In- I mean, I just. I, I if you're, yeah. we might talk about that. Yeah, next- <laughs> we should. We should. Okay, let's. let's I'm ready. Leave, let's leave that in the uh, in the hopper. I watched probably the it is the oldest movie in my collection as well as the shortest movie in my collection. Nosferatu, 1910. No, oh. It's only 12 and a half minutes long. It's called Frankenstein, uh, Thomas Edison's The Edison one, yeah, absolutely. US. That's really interesting. Is your co- is your copy like, uh, viewable? Cause it, oh, yeah. It, it's, they've remastered it, and I know you can get better versions than I, the one I, you have from way back I, when. The one I have was the first one that came out in right, 2001, right. maybe. Absolutely. So yeah. I'm sure it's better, but yeah, it's, it's 12 and a half minutes. I can take it. And then we finished the night with something called The Night Before Christmas, it's K-N-I-G-H-T, which is a brand new Netflix streaming movie that came out like three days ago. Oh, man, you're uh, you're branching out on your own a little bit there. Damn right. What, what
0: brought you to that one? Um, Although
1: by then, you had already done seven movies. What compelled <laughs> you to say, we, you know, we should try eight? I mean... We started that one at 10 o'clock at night, too. Well, we thought, you know what? You're going to be at the theater at 11. You're going to be... <laughs> Push the midnight all, so we can push one more today. You know, as long as I've known him,
0: he's always tried to get just one, le- one <laughs> little
1: leg up on me.
0: You know, I could never, I could never put a crown on because he's always there with a the dagger. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we will talk about um, What should we do first. Let right? it snow. Let okay, it let's snow, do that one. That makes that makes sense to me. So we'll be back right after this. In that time away, maybe you can cram in eight movies. <laughs> theme song there which you're hearing as we're coming back from the break i catch myself during the week whistling it now (laughs) which is like some kind of sickness i think but uh you know that's all right um front row center is the name of the show and that was our theme and those were our commercials and we're back to talk about uh film that is only on netflix you can only stream it um And it is called as a seasonal. I guess you could call it a seasonal uh, offering. Definitely seasonal. Let it snow. And um, I found out in, during the opening credits that it's actually based on a book, a young adult book. Um, one of the authors is John Green, who uh, many of you might know from, uh, he did the, uh, well, of course, now it escapes me. Um, <laughs> he, he
1: They've adapted his... Paper Towns, The Fault in Our Stars. That's uh,
0: Paper Towns and Fault in Our Stars, yes. Those two, both of which were adapted for film. Neither of which I've seen, but my daughters have, and they I've enjoy them quite a bit. I've seen Fault
1: in Our Stars, which oh, yeah. is good. Uh, Paper yeah. Towns, I can't remember if I've seen it or not. All right. So he had a hand in
0: this, so um, a little bit of quality control there, I guess. But, uh, Bert, why don't you tell us what this movie's
1: all about? Well, we're going to keep this very simple here, actually. It's a lot of stories. (laughs) Yeah, I I guess you got. I guess you could call it a coming-of-age film, kind of. It's basically... uh, Twenties, though, twenty-somethings, which was surprising. Well, was it because there's one girl who's uh, about to be going to Columbia University, so I assumed she was was a senior in high school. I guess, yeah. So that's what I was trying... I couldn't quite remember. But anyway, yeah, we're talking young adults or, or very almost adults whatever like, they get freshly out of high school the bulk of them was that age to be, yeah, yeah yeah and um was there much of a plot here, really? I mean, it's basically just a few days in the lives of these kids. Uh, there's one uh, girl who's uh, been accepted to Columbia University, but she doesn't want to go because her mom has got some sort of disease and she's uh, might die in the next six months, so she doesn't want to leave her mom. And there's uh, uh, there's this one girl who works in a place, uh, a Waffle House of some sort. A- awful House. <laughs> Les- lesbian, that's right. She's a lesbian, and she's worrying about her relationships. And then uh, the one girl who's going to Columbia, or perhaps going to Columbia. Yes. I think it was her, wasn't it? The one who... Uh, she, she meets a singer, s- uh, like a soul singer. Yeah, yeah, R&B, R&B kind of guy. Yeah. He, uh, young young up and coming star, I would say. Very popular already. Uh, and... Um, yeah, their their chance meeting on a train, and uh, she uh, there's a snowstorm that basically grounds yeah. the train to a halt right, near right. their town. So she just hops out and says, "I'm gonna go get some waffles." Right, and, the, <laughs> and, right, and then right. the guy decides to follow her, and they strike up a friendship. And uh, I don't know, that, that there's really not much more plot to that. It's just a few days in the lives of relationships and the kids and Joan Cusack uh, covered in tinfoil. Joan Cusack <laughs> was covered in tinfoil. She was the local <laughs> crazy cat lady yes. uh,
0: by and large. Yes, that's true. So uh, so that's about it. Yeah. So. Uh, um. So I kind of lament on a semi-regular basis that my kids, our kids, you know, they didn't get their own John Hughes. They never really had anything like we that. We have kids together. Uh, well, yes. Uh, you know, you have some, and I have some. And uh, <laughs> who, you
1: know, who gestated him? You or me? I don't you remember. Know, us we have <laughs> nine. Well,
0: I picked up your slack.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um See, you always just say I'm one-upping you, you're one-upping me. I just barely dodged You're going to win this one. We're done. <laughs> yes, uh, yes, uh, indeed. I,
0: I, the, you yeah. had to
1: have those twins and say,
0: "I got you now." <laughs> we uh I thought I would cheat. <laughs> but you know, in hindsight, uh, you know, Hughes is like a director who you know was not not only was able to give voice to like the anxieties and weird piccadillos and humor of teenage life but he didn't pander he didn't talk down to, to his intended audience i mean he treated a teenage film like he would make a film like uh, pretty in pink or um what some kind of the, wonderful or well, breakfast, breakfast club. club all that kind of stuff he almost made them he made teenage films with an adult mentality in that like i'm not talking these are all people did, who, did you like them all Um, varying degrees of liking. I guess I thought I think his crowning achievement is the Breakfast Club. I don't think you're really going to get um sixty candles. candles Good, good for for laughs. Um, actually, I I had never seen Pretty and Pink or some kind of Wonderful until like last year. Oh, some kind
1: of Wonderful was the one with the boombox. Yeah, Yeah. no,
0: that's say anything. Oh, you're right, Cameron Cameron Cameron. uh, Crowe. Another one who actually does pretty well with the voices of the of young people. But uh, um, no, actually, uh, and. I think I liked, liked them more than I thought I would. Uh, I was expecting... It, it was funny. When I was a teenager, I intentionally would like beat my chest and say, I don't like these movies. Um, obviously, uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off as well, which it, oh, yeah, is really, really... I love that movie. Yeah, I
1: mean, it's And I love just, The Breakfast Club. And I, well I like done. Sixteen Candles. Yeah,
0: and Pretty in Pink and some kind of... Some kind of wonderful is actually, I think, of the two is a little better. It has It's a more dramatic. But anyway, we're not here to pick apart John Hughes, but maybe we'll do a John Hughes show someday. That could be interesting. Make a note of that, will you? John Hughes. John Hughes. All right, thank you. Um, but anyway, the humor, he didn't pander. He didn't talk down. And and besides Edge of 17, which was, I think, on your list. Yeah, that, was a, feel, that was a great movie. Yeah, from a few years ago. I don't think there's really been anyone like him before or since. He was a really, and I, I've done a fair amount of reading about his life and how he went, you know, he's got to start with National Lampoon and doing, uh, he wrote the screenplays for Vacation. Yeah, and, vacation, uh, yep. And, you know, so he's a really interesting guy. Um, died very young, too. He was yep. In the mid-50s and, uh, you know, just kind of a sad thing. But he was really kind of a mystery man. Anyway, so... Knowing that this film was coming up this week, I was just dreading this. I can't even tell you how I get, much I was dreading to watch this movie. I, I, I watched the trailer, and I just sort of, uh, oh, man, I thought oh, I man. get the feeling you enjoyed it. <laughs> Hang on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Am I becoming one of those predictable critics who were just like, oh, I know where he's going? Uh, but I was dreading it. And, and in fact, I started it relatively late one night, oh, maybe like 8.30, 9 o'clock, after a particularly trying day. And I just—I clearly was not in an open mind or a welcoming headspace for this movie, and so my act, my reaction was borderline like
1: verbally vitriolic to the screen. Were you I, gonna watch it in piecemeal? I was half hated, hour here, half hour I, there. I was
0: no. I wanted. I, when I do this, I'm I'm trying to avoid that because that is my mo. You know, when I'm trying to catch movies during the week, but when I do sit down for a review, I do want to take them in all in one sitting. So with this horrible reaction I was having to this, the first 10 minutes of this movie I'm just like oh these teenagers and their phones and it, was become, it was an old man reaction and I didn't like where I was going with it I thought I'm clearly not in the right headspace for this movie so I'm going to back off so luckily actually something came up like one of my kids or one of my pets needed something took me away from the film and I said okay I'll pick it up later in the week so I try again Thursday night I think and I was watching with my wife actually and she also was very snarky about the thing she's you know she's making fun of me for watching it because <laughs> she knows this isn't something that's naturally in my wheelhouse and we're getting into this thing and we find find ourselves chuckling and then we find ourselves laughing, and then we find ourselves about forty five minutes into this thing completely invested, I mean, in every story, some more than others, I found of, you know, I I commented, I'm like, geez, this is kind of a young person's version of like a Robert Altman movie. There's all these different dissimilar stories that are all going to kind of tie up in the end. And, um, you know... uh, Something I have to mention is the performances. The performances were all. I didn't know any of these people. I had no besides well, Joan, C- Joan Cusack.
1: I'm I, sure they're they're um, you know young actors who are in other places. Other places, yeah, clearly not I, places I go. I recognized a few of them. One of them okay. is the girl who played uh, Dora actually in that Dora movie I watched. Oh, and, uh, interesting. Okay, uh, the and she woman
0: got accolades for that too. I remember seeing. Oh, yeah. people who said she was yeah. really
1: good. And um, the girl in the in the who worked in the awful house. Yes, uh, the lesbian woman. Um, she was in a movie or the TV show. Santa Clarita Diet with Drew Barrymore. <laughs> okay, uh, were there cannibals? Clearly, oh, that's funny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they had three seasons of that. I don't know if that was Netflix or Amazon Prime, but well, it was a good
0: series. Clearly, she, you get around more than I she do. She was the um, daughter in that
1: one. Other than that, I didn't recognize anybody no, else either. No. But um, there's a character named Tobin who um, who has a bit
0: of a an injury early on in the film, and it's kind of a running gag with. Uh, I guess I could just say the word without you know, fear of spoiler: bloody nipple. Um, yes, <laughs> um, and and. You know, it was not predictable. Every place it went, except for... And this is where I would shave off some uh, gr- uh, some grade points. Um, I just thought, as these movies do, I wasn't surprised by this, but it, it um, tied things up very neatly, very handily, very quickly in it, the final it has reel. It a
1: happy ending.
0: Yeah, and in fact, I, I remember mentioning to my wife and saying, "Well, this we're in the Love Boat phase of this, uh, you know, because every episode of Love Boat, you know, they had sixty minutes to uh, cram
1: in their various stories, and now we're in that phase where we have to tie everything up so we can get to the credits." You know what this movie is? Obviously, if you've. Lived in the past few weeks, you know that I watch a lot of Hallmark movies. Yes, um, this is a Hallmark movie, pretty much. Uh, it f- is, but it just—I thought it had a bit of more of an edge. I thought with uh, stealing, stealing well, kangers. Yes, and, it does I mean, I have just, more of an edge.
0: Hallmark is very saccharine, very milk toast. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I appreciated that edge, and I, I, I actually found. At least one or two mo- moments mildly touching. I thought that um, they handled. Um, there is a sequence I must mention. There's a bit in this film. It's a soliloquy. There's a, the, uh, the the Mick Jagger m-
1: sequence where they're. Well, dancing that was in brilliant.
0: The- that was very funny. Uh, yes. And again, completely unexpected, utterly out, from out of left field. And I wasn't expecting that at all. And I, I that that's what pleasantly surprised me is that everything that this movie, every corner of this movie turned, when I thought it was going to do one thing, it did something completely different and um no but there is a sequence in the awful house as the or waffle house uh, waffle um it, it, yeah, it, was, it wasn't the waffle it, house. Yeah, yeah, it was a different name. It was uh, idealized version. Yeah, it was of the that. waffle something. Uh, a young, uh, it's, it's a Chinese gentleman who's trying to. <laughs> organize, I, I like organize, that guy. Organize the ultimate part. Very funny performance. Uh, very charming. Performance. Keon was his name. Yes, yes. Uh, but there's a sequence there where the girl who um, is clearly in a ba- uh, pretty bad relationship and confronts her boyfriend there at the house and uh, has some uh, pretty interesting interactions with Joan Cusack. <laughs> a lot of it dealing with her phone, yes. which I thought was very funny as well and very accurate and spot on. Um, she chucked that phone out the window. Whoo! you know? <laughs> her reaction was great cuz it's just, you know, it's, it's like it was she may as well have pulled out one of her lungs.
1: I mean, that's that's how how crushing it is to this generation. But she she wasn't as, as upset as I thought she would be. Right, Those, right. these phones aren't cheap. Right. That's Remember they true. used to give you free phones if you just signed up for another year? Well,
0: you're walking around with a computer in your pocket. Ugh. I mean, you're working on the computer that could have sent man to the moon mm-hmm. in the, <laughs> the 40 years prior. So there's a scene in the Waffle House between her and the, uh, and, the, and the lesbian girl. Uh, which again, I thought was a great. You know, we were just talking a few weeks ago on the show about how uh, Hallmark really hadn't uh, become more inclusive. Right. And I thought, and I mentioned that to my wife. I was Albert was just talking about this and how nice that this is. I said, if this is the place, if this is where and the direction that romantic comedies are going. I, I signed me up. I found it really interesting. I could watch, you know, you go back and look at Sleepless in Seattle and uh, Pretty Woman and You Got Mail and all that. Those are, you know, again, they're okay. They're fine. They're passable. I think When Harry Met Sally is the best of the bunch because that was the first that really did that sort of thing and you have good talent behind that. But... um you know, this was this was something that I thought this is a, a new style of romantic comedy, and this could revitalize the genre. People qu- frequently say, but anyway, I have to tell you this one scene in the in the in the waffle house between the two girls. <laughs> she has a line, and I guess I'll sort of spill it here, telling her this: um, the girl who is kind of shunned by another girl who's on kind of like a cheerleader or a dance right. team or something, and she just. Says, look, you know, then these two best friends kind of had a falling out, and she has this great soliloquy where she says, "If uh, her and Beyonce are in a house that's burning, (laughs) she wouldn't say she'd let Beyonce burn." Basically, it was this great, very well written, and I found that's where it was. It was in the writing. The dialogue was really great and well done and interesting, and um, and I would uh, give this thing a solid three stars without a problem. I was going two and a half. There we go. We're always decent, decent film. Yeah, um, I certainly subverted my expectations, and um, you know, peeled away the grumpy old man that started it three <laughs> days prior. Because I mean, man, I was I was ready to dole out some serious bile on this thing. I thought, good, here's my first here's my first uh, dumpster fire.
1: We got for- no conflict yet.
0: <laughs> no, not so much. Not so much. So that was us know- well done. It was enjoyable. It was. It was. I mean, will I revisit it? You know,
1: oddly enough, I wouldn't right away, but maybe a year from now, I'd actually watch it again. I mean, that's... I don't know if I would or not. But speaking of revisiting, yeah, totally off topic. Not too okay. ever We're seen to a break soon anyway. A so. ridiculous <laughs> movie called The House Bunny. I am familiar with it, but I did not. Say. Is that Billy Bob Thornton? No, oh, no, no. It's uh, uh, is it Anna Faris? Is that okay? Her, sure. Oh, no, I know. That's I yeah, Anna Faris and yeah. Colin Hanks. It is it's, a ridiculous, ridiculous movie that okay. we inherited from somebody who was getting rid of their DVD collection. <laughs> it works out that way. Sometimes, I haven't seen it, it and uh, let's just throw this piece of crap in. And it was, it was fricking funny. I'm going to watch that a couple every couple of years. I'm going to revisit know, that one. Strangely, The House Bunny. You're not the
0: first person to tell me that. After, After Playboy
1: I've Bunny Shelley is kicked out of the Playboy Mansion, she finds a job as a house mother for a sorority full of socially awkward girls. Absolutely horseshit film, but I loved it. <laughs> well, there's our first S-bomb of the week. I was hoping we... Now, <laughs> now I have to
0: check a little box on one of my areas. know That's uh, yeah, no, all right. That's fine. That's why I put that checkbox there for <laughs> people like you. Anyway, I should uh, mention that this film was directed by Luke Snellen and the screenplay was by Laura Solon, Victoria Strauss, and Kay Cannon based on Let It Snow, three holiday romances by John Green, Lauren Miracle, I wonder if that's her real name, and uh, Maureen Johnson. So, yeah, uh, you know, and that's actually interesting, too, with a uh, romantic comedy. I think if you can get both perspectives, both a male and female perspective, you're probably heading down the right uh, down the right path. Right now it holds a 75% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes, which is actually pretty solid for a movie like this. So uh, the People like it. Yeah, it's well liked. So if you're looking for a holiday film to gather some more, uh, you know, not your little kids, but more mature people in the house... Um, You could do a lot worse. Two and a half from Bert, three stars from me. Let us know as a film. When we come back, we're going to talk about a big theatrical film. Big. Big, big, big. And we're back on Front Row Center, the show that removes reviews movies. We don't remove movies, but if you want to get rid of some, we would probably come by and remove them for you.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll take them. <laughs> I'll take them. <laughs> They'll come
0: to a good home. Absolutely. And uh, we're going to have to actually have the conversation about uh, the current state of physical media and all that. I find that an interesting interesting discussion, but one for another day. Um Interesting times for those who collect movies and uh, those who stream films and those who... uh, Still a couple video stores out there, Brave Souls, trying to... uh Survive and they find in different angles. We're both creatures of video stores. Yes, we are. And um, past employees. Yes, yes. At least a decade. I mean, between the two of us, probably two decades of uh, video store work under our belts. I had (laughs) seven
1: years under my belt.
0: Yeah, about that. A7 or 8 over here, too. I had one store, though. You had like three or four. Well, (laughs) uh, they kept closing on me. But (laughs) all mom and pops. (laughs) They were. I never, I actually once went to a. Big box like store. Do you remember those of you in Milwaukee, the Milwaukee area, and maybe a little bit in other states too? Remember Planet Video? Oh, sure. Okay, so Planet Video is using the blockbuster model, but it was a uh, it was born and reared here in Milwaukee. And um, big stores. I mean these are these yeah. are huge. I mean very large movie stores. Um, one, the one I went to was uh, I think off of
1: Oklahoma. And uh Yeah, I've I, been to that store. I, I used to rent did movies. Did you? Yeah, yeah, I had a, I had a good interview. How, how could you not get hired? No, and I like, got oh, hired. I did. Oh, you did. I okay. got hired.
0: Okay. Walked in the first day, and the guy who ran the place was just like, I walked in, and he rolled his eyes. Clearly, he didn't want to train anybody that day. <laughs> so I walked in, he rolls his eyes, hands me a, just a fistful of movies, and says, here, put those away. <laughs> <laughs> and... uh <laughs> I hope you said you put them away, nope, jerk. I didn't say a word. I'm not. I'm not. I do not court uh, willingly court confrontation. Was this your first and last day of Planet Video? I put the movies. I <laughs> walked towards the new release wall. I put the boxes on the floor near the re- new release wall. My, I didn't even have my jacket off yet, and I was glad because I walked right out the door. <laughs> that was so satisfying. I have to say, that was a little alarming because I, I don't think I think I did have another job at the time, so it was like a secondary job was the, the idea, and then I think I wound up going back to my. Regular, like Video One, my my home, uh, my home video store—the <laughs> one that I really spent
1: most of most of my years. Those of you who are local probably remember Video One and yeah, used, to, and used it. to rent. And I used the word rent in quotes. A lot of movies yeah, me? to me from Video One. Yeah. Oh sure, sure, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, rent so for free well, is what well, it was. Yeah, we don't go there.
0: <laughs> in case anybody. Is That' well, why Video yeah. One's no longer in business. <laughs> I killed him. No, no, no. It was I was involved, so therefore, uh, you know. Yeah, we won't go there. Anyway, <laughs> so Ford v. Ferrari, or if you're a U.K. listener, Le Mans 66. <laughs> um, death Trucks. Yeah, yes. <laughs> if you're in Turkey, maybe it's Death Trucks. I don't know. Um, and uh, we should hear what this movie is about. Strangely titled Ford v. Ferrari is an odd. Uh, the last time they used like V in the title was Batman v. Superman, Dawn of Justice. We know how well that turned
1: out. <laughs> so um, anyway, tell us, please what this movie is about okay well this one I, I can tell you a little bit more about it's basically ford versus ferrari is um uh, well we got we got the, the ford company um wants to buy out uh, ferrari and um the Ferrari guy, he goes to Italy to talk to them. They try to buy them out, but um, Ferrari has made the best cars, and they always win the Le Mans, which is what w- the race that we're talking about here. And uh, Ford wants in on that, but it turns out the Ferrari guy doesn't want to sell to Ford. He kind of gets irritated by the man. <laughs> he seemed like he may have, but then he was just turned off. There was a little little off. too many stipulations, <laughs> and yeah. he basically said, y- y- your company sucks, yes, and he, uh, did. Uh, <laughs> I, he had a lot of expletives. I think he calls it like pig, pig something, Pig yeah, and, uh, pig uh, pig, whores, pig, I don't know. Yeah, but, it wasn't pretty. <laughs> so anyway, the, the, when this got back to the Mister Ford, Mister um, Ford was not happy, and he said, "I'm going to beat those mothers." <laughs> so he <laughs> wants to build his own race car, which is going to beat Ferrari at the Le Mans. And he gets uh, Matt Damon's character, who was a uh, Carroll Shelby. Carroll Shelby. him yep. He was a, a former—I don't know if it was a NASCAR driver or what—but he was a driver of some sort. Who was now? It, it out looked like at the beginning like he was actually. Driving the Le Mans. Actually, yeah, he does mention yeah, he he, yeah. he 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 was in the Le Mans at one point. So, um, he basically hires him to help build the greatest racing car you can have and find. And uh, he puts a team together and um, putting together the GT is the car uh, in question. The Ford GT, I believe, was the was the. He, yeah, and uh, Shelby puts his own team together, and he, uh, but he's having some problems with some of the Ford uh, marketing people who have a certain <laughs> ideas how they want things to run. One in particular, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's basically kind of a back and forth between the marketing people and and the car people, and uh, the race does happen, but uh, we'll, we'll 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 stop it right there.
0: Well, and you um you you did leave out actually, I will say a, a critical.
1: Critical character.
0: <laughs> you meet Mr. Ken Miles. Ken Miles. Yes, yes. Uh,
1: I got um, things to say about Ken Miles. Oh, very good,
0: very good, excellent. So, yeah, Ken
1: Miles is the head of the team. Uh, well, yeah. actually, Carroll is the head really. of the team, but yeah. yeah, Ken Miles is the real car man. He's yeah. the racer, and he knows the cars in and out. But he's not exactly an appealing no. person physically or anything. <laughs> and the marketing people don't like him. No, but, they don't. But <laughs> you Matt call Damon, Beatnik. <laughs> yeah, Matt Damon knows that this guy is the best. And yeah. if you want the best car, you got to have the best man on this team. That's the case.
0: Um, All right, well, that's a pretty good uh, breakdown. There There you go. Directed by James Mangold, who um, actually did a really good film in... uh, Oh, uh, Logan, the Wolverine movie, which is very ah. well done. And uh, he's done many, many films. He's been around for a long he did time. Walked the line, I believe. Yes, he did. Yeah. He's, he's really, just really, he's very solid. He, you know what he does? Whenever Hollywood, I think, says, we need a movie for adults, they call James Mangold, you know, because everything else is just greasy kid stuff. But Mangold makes movies for adults. Um, so Going here's. Way back 20
1: years, he did Girl Interrupted, too.
0: Absolutely. Um, so here's the story with this thing I'm not a car guy. I never have. I never have been. Nope. Uh, they are tools to get me from point A to point B. Uh, even as a kid, like I had matchbox cars, but I wasn't really enamored with them. They were probably
1: uh, on my on my favorite toys list. They were down around number twelve. And you're probably <laughs> like me. If your car suddenly starts making noise and breaks down, you call dad. Uh, yeah. Well, not not so much
0: anymore. I call. I, I have other. But yeah. 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 Dad does get involved with it. <laughs> dad. Dad is involved. That's for sure. Um, so um, you know, and I had friends in my neighborhood who were like to like you know, when the Indy 500 would come on television over the uh, holiday weekend, you know, they were just, you know, I, had, I had a couple of gear-headed friends even as a kid and I was just like... Yeah, I don't yeah. get it myself. No, it just wasn't my thing. Now this indifference was completely on display
1: for a short period of my life. When I decided to become a car salesman. <laughs> you know, oddly enough, I was a car salesman for about two months as well. Oh,
0: well, I didn't know that. Actually, one month. Okay, I was I was about the same time. So about you and I have parallel video store careers and did, car did you, careers. Did you sell any cars?
1: Three. Oh, damn. I had one. <laughs>
0: ah, there we go. There we go. One of them was a very amusing one, and maybe I'll tell <laughs> this show sometime. But uh, we, we have time for that. I today. know nothing about cars. Well, that's nothing. just the thing. So as a car salesman... um. I, it was a career I was destined to fail at, of course. But I mean, and I think actually anyone foolhardy enough to go into that snake's nest of a job is destined to fail, too. You're not set up to win as a car salesman. I think you, I'm sure you identified that early on as well. But um, Yeah, I'm
1: not a salesman, nor am I a car guy. So I'm okay with sales. What am I doing here? Well, and
0: that's probably why I did three, because, again, I'm, I'm affable. So, But then someone would ask me a question about the car, and I'd say, I'm going to get right back to you. Uh, let me go talk to the guy at the tower. Well, the car is red. It's yeah, right? smooth. <laughs> right, right. That's how I sold one of them, actually. I had a guy. Well, okay, I will tell this, a brief version of the story. Um, third day on the job, leaning on the lot. <laughs> That's what you do. You lean mm-hmm. and pray. Um, and um, someone walked up to me. It was uh, the third, apparently like the 30th anniversary edition of a Camaro is what I was leaning on. Probably, oh, yes. not, probably not a good I, I have no clue. I don't even- um It was pretty, so I leaned on it. Um, guy <laughs> walked up and said, what can you tell me about this car? And I decided I was already a little desperate, and I decided that this career wasn't for me, and I knew I was exiting. I knew I was just not. So I thought, I have nothing to lose. I don't care. So I said, I can't tell you a thing about it. I don't know any." <laughs> Anything about this car? I don't know anything about cars. And then, but then I turned around. But and it and looks great. Yeah, and he was like, "Oh, it's a great car." I said, like, "Well, why don't you tell me because I need to learn about these things to sell them? Why don't you take me for a ride?" I sold that thing. I closed that guy like two hours, hours later. I'm like, "That's the key. That's how you become a good star salesman. Be a moron. Just know, know nothing because <laughs> you're not a threat." Then it's a really interesting thing. So anyway. Um and and he and he taught me a lot about Camaros. Um. So so anyway, but if you're a natural fanatic of the automobile, I think you have a leg up and at least a a, a chance because uh, you have a passion for cars. And passions for cars is what's key here for this movie. Well, here's what I was gonna say. Well, hang on, I gotta okay, get through okay, my right So, ahead, go so ahead. everyone in this movie is car nuts, car fixated to the point of of um uh Ken Ken Miles. He's nearly like a car Jedi. I mean, everything, like, he's, he's talking to his son about, like, basically being able to sense and smell the sharp turn. And, like, when, when brakes are going out, they can feel it, like, in their pancreas. I mean, these guys are, like, they are fused to the machine. And that's kind of interesting. So it's a testament to this movie. Now, here's another story, as we were indicating a little bit on the show. I saw this thing late. Um, one reason being that the North Shore had crammed this thing into their smallest theater for some reason. And it kept selling out. All weekend. I couldn't right. get in. I, I mean, it was, you know, you go there to the kiosk and you're pushing buttons, and all of a sudden you look at it, and my wife and I are like, what does gray mean?
1: And they're like, "Oh, that means there's no seats." It's done surprisingly well. I don't. Th- they weren't anticipating this because okay. uh, this won a couple of weeks ago when it premiered, and I forgot what ca- Charlie's Angels came out that yes. week, yeah, <laughs> and that was supposed to be the big one, which has ended up bombing big time. And this has gone crazy. I'm glad it's gone crazy because, again,
0: going back, dialing back to, I love the fact that one thing I love about this movie is that it is a film for adults. It is an adult film with adult subject matter, not the kind of subject matter you watch, but uh, you know. So, um, a, you know, a part of me. Oh, wait, I'm sorry uh, it's a testament to this movie um, had it not been for this show this podcast I actually would have not naturally sought out this movie because I'm not a car guy so I really thought well maybe I'll catch it on a streaming service later on I do like the the
1: actors who are phenomenal in this movie Christian Bale I well, mean my god I was gonna say Christian Bale is gonna get an Academy Award nomination for this for best actor and I, Matt Damon, I, I'm convinced you know what's great about Matt Damon is he th- makes acting look so easy he's so effortless he just kind of does
0: his thing and you don't even notice and I think that's a that's a testament to a great actor it's like I, you know, um, so I you know I would have caught it at home because it's a car movie. And this film that I saw at ten o'clock at night—traditionally my bedtime, folks. Um, I was riveted from start to finish. A part of me wanted to give this thing three stars because, because, you know, not a top rating for this thing because I didn't have a whole lot invested in the subject matter. And I will say that's the one chink in this thing's armor for me, you know, is that I'm not a car guy, even though the racing sequences were completely, uh, riveting. I mean, they didn't get too long in the tooth for me. Um... And But I would say that if, I, if you're a car person, this movie is your cocaine. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, this would be a four-star movie. This would be one for the ages. You would cite this as, like, one of the greatest car movies, I'm assuming, a racing movie's ever made.
1: This If I was a car guy, this would be the movie of my life, the movie I've waited my whole life for. Let me tell you, I have yeah. a couple of notes here, and yeah. you're, you're touching on the exact same things. I mean, there is a franchise called The Fast and the Furious, which, oh, yes. <laughs> well, believe it or not, there are actually people who like those movies. I've seen a few, <laughs> and they are
0: completely idiotic. They're asinine. But I will say, I mean there, entertaining for what they are they're utterly disposable though and they are junk i mean they are they're they're, they're they basically are junk, if we had drive-ins in the south these things
1: would be huge yeah but people watch those i mean they've pumped out eight of these things and there's a ninth one coming next coming. year but yeah, it's a yearly but thing yeah. people love those movies for some reason i don't get it but they love them but this is the kind of movie this Ford vs. Variety, that will appeal to that crowd but it also like you said appeals to the adults in the room right, too yes. because it is a very very well done film oh my gosh i was i was riveted i loved it yeah. and they, you know this is more or less a true story It's Based on true yep. events, and it's one of these things. I knew nothing about the Le I knew nothing about anything. <laughs> but you know, once we get in the car on the way home, I'm looking it up on Wikipedia yep. to see what was real, what's <laughs> it not. You know, I did you know, it, it pretty much, uh, it, it's pretty pretty accurate overall. I'm sure there was they took some some embellishments. You kind of have to, yeah. But yeah, it was uh, just a fantastic film.
0: I, um, you know. Um, so I was going to initially give this thing three stars just because I had to shave off a star for the sole reason that I'm not a car guy. So it didn't it didn't emotionally engage me per se. Although I did find two or three very touching moments. I thought the stuff well, between, the last scene
1: in the movie too. Oh well, with that's the, yeah, that's that was Matt talking to the uh, Ken Miles to, son. to his kid. Yeah,
0: I mean, um, and that's something else. That, again, we're talking about subverting expectations. I I thought that you know the the relationship that they put on display between uh, Miles and his wife and his son, and you know there was a little bit of um, kind of discourse there. Merit marital discord I should say um but it wasn't she was still very supportive throughout oh, yeah. and you know, his, his son being you know really kind of touching kind of relationship there's no conflict you usually they say with conflict makes drama I was thinking but, there's going to be an
1: alcoholic here and yeah. there's going to be hitting his wife and it, it yeah. wasn't any of that no and i was, I was she that was refreshing It was very ext- supportive absolutely yeah um a lot of love there i thought the uh uh the, the machinations of the Ford Motor Company at that time with Henry Ford uh, the II, uh, Jr. Yeah. Which is interesting because he's right. actually the grandson. I, I found that uh, oh. he, he was actually, I mean, technically the third, right, right, but right. they called him the deuce <laughs> the second. So, I, I don't know. I didn't, is, I didn't quite understand it. But. There's an amazing scene when... Um, uh, uh, when Matt
0: Damon's character, when uh, Shelby, uh, um, uh, coerces uh, Mister Ford into the uh, cockpit of the oh, <laughs> racer, yes. and the the this this uh, stoic grumpy CEO of, one of the largest companies in America, what happens to him? I won't spoil it, but what his reaction <laughs> to that ride, and it's a hell of a ride, <laughs> is superb. And yes. I I mean I was both kind of laughing and tearing up at the same time. It was strangely moving. Um, so. So, um, so anyway, but I do have to add an extra star and call us one three and a half stars because of the filmmaking skill on display here. I don't know how much is digital, I don't know how much is practical, I don't know how many of these things they recreated, but just the little things. There's Jim Mangold and his crew of technicians who made this a beautiful movie to look at, from capturing the area, all the, the era, all the little touches, the rotary phones, the manual typewriters, the Pan Am jets. Um, and then just the shot, shot selections to the lighting tricks to when, um, when it's raining, when they're racing in the rain. I mean, that was, uh, again, almost like going back to Dr. Sleep. My wife started crushing my hand again because she was so it's tense. tense. It's tense,
1: and she was really invested in that, that side of things. So um, really interesting. Um, so you're going three and a half I'm going stars. three and a half. I yeah, re- I was teetering between three and a half and three. I decided to stick with three. Okay. Maybe right. this is three and a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there he goes, breaking the rule. Breaking the conventions. Great film. I will definitely revisit this. I'll probably add this to our collection
0: once. It's it's so much fun. And, and, you know, if anything, the one thing that weird takeaway I had from this is the first time in my life I almost kind of lamented. That I'm not a car guy. It's yeah. like
1: fun. <laughs> I'm still not going there. No, it's too late for us. I, I think. mean, it was so tense because you think, oh my god, this, the car's going to crash. It's going to something's going to explode. Well, these it, are these are by the way, these are crazy people. Uh, yeah, these I mean, are all crazy people. Put it this way: if, if you're involved <laughs> in this sort of lifestyle, at some point or another, you're going to crash. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And in fact, it's an accepted thing. They're just like, oh yeah, don't worry.
0: When you start on fire, you burn this thing here. You'll burn <laughs> this way. And I mean, it's no big deal. It's fine as long as you got that fire suit on. Oh my gosh, just crazy. Yeah, these are the people who are involved in this kind of thing are. Crazy, but I mean,
1: there through. was that one scene where the, where, where where uh Miles uh, had a crash when he was testing something, and and his son was there and, and witnessed it. Yeah, and they got him out of the car, and he was he was <laughs> on fire, and but he was fine. Yeah, and uh, he was talking to the guy Phil, one of the technicians. Yeah, and he was, and he was Phil was about, great. I like Phil. <laughs> Phil <laughs> was fantastic. <laughs> Phil was I loved him. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting. And
0: character. he's like, well,
1: you know, in other words, he's, he's like, well, as long as he gets out of the car, he's he's fine. He's <laughs> like, but if he doesn't get out, and he's like but he did. (laughs) Right, right. That's all we talk about. Yeah, absolutely. So great stuff. Um, If you're an adult or if you're a
0: kid with a brain um, and looking for a compelling movie that will uh, give you a really interesting kind of piece of uh, American and world history, uh, you could do a lot worse than Le Mans 66 or Ford v Ferrari if you're in the States. We're going to come back and wrap things up and maybe we'll talk about Star Wars. We have a little bit of time this week. I'm ready. We did it. We did well. commercial cut into our Star Wars chat time so uh, that's unfortunate so um, we're getting close we're getting close to um, a very large large movie coming out um, I find it interesting that the director of the last Star Wars film has a film out at the same time <laughs> called Knives Out which I oh. hope we were going to well uh, so next week is going to be a I think we're gonna to have to call that a bye week here <laughs> um, well, we do plan to see that uh, uh, yes uh, we'll catch up and I like to think that when we come back from our uh, we'll probably re Run the um, our best of decade show next week, so we can have some sort of Thanksgiving holiday. An,
1: I am here Tuesday. If you got something to say, I'm ready to talk. <laughs> I got nothing to say. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm on Tuesday. we
0: it's the day before the last day of work here. No, um, but that's fine. We'll uh, we'll catch up. Um, but Knives Out is coming out from Ryan Johnson the same time that uh, around the same time that uh, the next Star Wars film comes out. It's called The Rise of Skywalker, and um, You know, the stakes are high for this thing, um... Obviously, it's not going to fail like some <laughs> fanboys would have you believe. I saw uh, you. I, I, I saw you foolishly engage <laughs> some of them last night on uh, Facebook. Good idea. Well, oh, I decided to engage, <laughs> but I wasn't going to fight back. I'm saying my comment and getting out. <laughs> okay, that's the way. That's the way. We can, you know, like global thermonuclear war, the only winning move is not to play. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's um, you know, it's a film that apparently J.J. Abrams has decided he's not just going to wrap up the current trilogy. He's going to wrap up the entire Skywalker saga. Saga um
1: in uh one film you know um God, where do you start? I you mean, You know where I start? Uh, the first time I saw the trailer, which I think it premiered Monday night during a football game yes. at halftime, mm-hmm. and uh, I watched that. I was just hit with sadness because <laughs> Star Wars, I mean, it came out when, at the perfect age for us. I was five, you oh, we were six. I mean, Star Wars engulfed my childhood. Yes. We saw the movies several times in the theaters. Absolutely. We played with all the toys. I still yeah. have all my toys. <laughs> it's, it's been a subject of, I mean, I had to set up, even in the 90s when I was in my 20s, I set up my Star Wars toys in the attic and was still collecting stuff, and yeah. it, it's... It's been a focus of my entire <laughs> life. I've seen Star Wars over 600 times. I've seen Empire and Jedi over 500 times. I'm not joking. I'm yeah. not I exaggerating. Know. No, I, I was th- I was there for many of those. Yes. I, I mean, <laughs> Star Wars there has for been the count. my entire life. And just seeing that this is like, you know, quote unquote, the end. Yeah. You yeah. know, I'm sure, you know, it's t- the, the, the franchise isn't going no, to die. They're going to no. find it. But for this particular saga, this story, Skywalker, I mean, yeah. we, we had Luke and Han and Leia and Chewie and yeah. R2 and 3PO I mean. Those are those are our childhood people, you know, and uh, and one of our childhood people are back in Lando
0: Calrissian. Uh, That's apparently, true, yeah. that looks pretty interesting, and uh, they're recycling some uh, Carrie Fisher footage in this thing. So. Um, yeah, it's a weird now. This uh, Mandalorian TV show, which seems to have uh, done very well for the fans, even the people who are uh, grousing about Disney and the fans, even the those fanboys, unpleasable fanboys. they apparently they're they're semi pleased. Then this thing must be absolutely fantastic. I know, right? I mean, these because these are unpleasable. Yeah, I, exactly. I have not seen it. Have you? No, I haven't no. touched it yet. I, I kind of I'm I, <laughs> I'm on the fence. I'm and in fact, maybe we should talk about. It would be fun to. Um, I have an idea. I have an idea too. Once
1: once all 10 episodes, I think it's 10, are out. Is it 10 or 8 or 10? Yeah, yeah, the usual. The usual. Once yeah. they're out, then get Disney Plus for a month. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Binge Which watch, makes, and yep. then you're
0: done. Yeah, and I thought we would do that for the show, perhaps. That might be a good way to, uh, I think, um, maybe uh, devote a show to uh, all the individual episodes. We could probably cover that in an hour. It could be interesting. We're having a, a front-row center uh, staff meeting here on the air, so that's good. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, you know, we, we rewatched. um in preparation for this, my family, the bulk of my family sat down and watched The
1: Phantom Menace last week. Um, it's been a while for me. It had been a while, quite some time for me, too. It's actually um, the most watched film in the theater for me. I saw it 13 times. That's wild. That's really wild. Well, that's, you know, the unpleasable fan community of Star Wars. And it wasn't um,
0: my favorite film by by any means, but... <laughs> No, it's fine. I mean, I, fine. I I regard we'll it. it for what it is, and I will trust in George Lucas, even though I don't always trust his judgment for everything. I will say that I trust his judgment when he says that these are movies for children, and when people are complaining about Phantom Menace being too, I don't know, infantile, or you know, or whatever, whatever the complaints were about Jar Jar Banks or the fart jokes. Yeah, whatever, whatever. I'm like, the, in a sense, he's right. These are movies for kids. So just because some twenty or thirty year old uh isn 't able to regress enough <laughs> during the running time of a i Star got Wars no film.
1: problem with regression yeah you've
0: you 've never had a problem with it nope. no um <laughs> we, we we can always count on you for a good a good session of regression um but yeah i um for what it was and for what it was at the time that was something that really struck me rewatching the phantom Menace um just last week is people didn 't appreciate. The challenges, that because I watched the documentary that was attached to that, too. There's a really interesting 90-minute uh, documentary on the making of The Phantom Menace, and um, some really interesting telling moments there, too, where George Lucas, after the first screening, everyone looks a little pale. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they're like, I think we went too far. Um, <laughs> um, but, you know, when you think of the, and I was taking note of the computers they were using to do all of the effects, compared to the computer that's on my desk right now, These were, you know, these these were antiquated times and they were to to create a fully CG character like Jar Jar Banks really had not been done before. It hadn't been done. I mean, so and then the backgrounds, all of that, you know, there's a great sequence. I'm sure you've seen it where George Lucas has that initial production meeting and he's tacking up a bunch of storyboards. And he has two pencils, uh, like a pink pencil and a yellow pencil. And he's, he has a special effects team behind him. And he says, okay, uh, this here, this is, uh, this is real, and this is fake. And this is real, and this is fake. And the fake outnumbers the real. And, the, and they, well, you can see the animators and effects guys, they are turning just gray and white. It's like, how are we going to do this? <laughs> this can't be done. And he pulled it off, and he did it. And I think... Um, you know, it's so it's it, to me. It's a little frustrating that people, uh, but a lot of people, know uh, the quote unquote fanboys dump on. You know, some dump on the uh, the prequel trilogy, and you know, for whatever reason, some of their complaints are valid, some are not. But as far as I'm concerned, as we stand, as it stands right now, Star Wars: The Nine Movies are just one big movie. That's well, all it is. It's my, one
1: big movie. My issue with the Phantom Menace was, and I, I enjoyed the film just because I love Star Wars, but to me like the original star wars was something that you know a 5 year old could see and understand completely now with <laughs> with part episode 1 i actually had to watch that movie several times to understand every little intricacy about it. Maybe I'm overthinking it, too, but there was a lot of <laughs> politics possible. in that movie, and yeah. there was a plan. The Emperor had a plan, and he was doing certain things. Yeah. I figured it all out, because he was using uh, that that alien... I forget the alien group that kind of overtook the planet of Naboo. Uh, the Trade Federation. Yes, yes. yes. And, and but there was a lot of stuff... Actually, they have a name. I, I looked Uh, Nemoidians, I think oh, okay. the name of if, the race. If I was yeah. five years old, maybe I would have enjoyed it on the level of just watching a movie, yeah. but I would not have understood it. No, it the, as an adult, <laughs> it took me several viewings to completely understand Understand the intricacies. What exactly was happening? Because I understand it was actually interwoven quite well. But yeah. honestly, I can't remember it myself now. It's been so long since I've seen <laughs> it. I, I don't remember. All, 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 but there was the it's way he, cl- it's he was using the Trade yes. Federation, and yes. he, was, he had a, he had a big plan. He 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 wanted to be in charge of the Senate, yeah. and he wanted to. Uh, he had this grandiose plan of, okay, there's going to be, if, if I do this, I do this, then we'll get, uh, ter- or who was who the guy? Uh, uh, <laughs> <Yes>. General Zod. <laughs> yes, yeah. uh, the current uh,
0: galactic emperor, that would have been. Yeah, I can't oh, remember. he has a name. I'll, I might remember. Well, you go ahead. I'll probably remember.
1: Yeah, I'm but, uh, so he had this grandiose plan that worked perfectly. If I have the Trade Federation do this, uh, then I will I will have the uh, Queen Amidala's ear and she'll do vote no confidence. They'll kick him out and I bet I'll get in there and be the, the, the new president that was his plan all along and it it worked brilliantly i think i think it's you could i think it's being done right now in america uh, <laughs> we don't we, let's not go there
0: <laughs> no 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 never never no politics we're in no the politics. wrong county for that <laughs> absolutely uh, but uh yeah it's you know it's clunky all the politics they threw in there i think i i think it was there are there were probably better ways of doing that that you could make uh, like Qui Gon Jinn and uh, Obi Wan Kenobi a little not, a I little was, more interesting and a little more there I mean a, there's a lot of things in that, movie that are just kind of flat I think that I didn't know, like the kid either uh, what was his name Jake uh, yeah oh well, that poor kid really I mean everyone involved he couldn't win no but, you can't win and again actually watching it this time he was fine he's just being a kid he's just being saying dorky things that a kid would say it's all fine I mean. I don't know. It, it's uh, we're going. We're moving into Attack of the Clones later on this week, which actually I remember enjoying quite a bit. Um, it, you know, it, it, again, it still has some clunky. They, I, they, I must say though, yeah.
1: uh, you were there with me the night that we saw the Phantom Menace. We saw it opening night, and it my wife at, had an asthma attack. Almost, uh, her and she was she was selling candy too, as I recall? She brought some candy and was selling it to people. <laughs> I but, don't remember that. I but do. She probably did. But yeah, we were in the. <laughs> I far, mean, right? that we saw midnight. At, at then you know they would only have the midnight showings because it was opening on Friday, so they wouldn't show it at seven o'clock. Like right. they do now, yeah, yeah. So we were there at midnight, and yes. it was one of the most surreal, oh yeah, enjoying weird. moments of my life. It was, there was wild. People in costumes, and, yeah. and th- I mean, Star Wars had been our life, and it had. Uh, we were told for so long that there would never be any more movies, and then. Suddenly, we have them again. We had, yeah, we're yeah. you know we're we're in our late twenties, and this is <laughs> it was just unbelievably surreal it and was. wonderful. I mean, the, the I have was I, a little bit of a letdown, but the, the, uh, I mean, I still enjoyed it. But it was just that environment. Yeah, I remember looking at you and it's like this is unbelievable. Yeah. This is unreal. This is unreal. There was long well, we, lines, and we
0: thought, and as I'm sure many nerds thought at the t- for the bulk of like the early '90s and late '80s and everything, and certainly throughout the bulk of the '90s. Was that we were the only ones who actually gave a rat's ass about Star Wars? I mean, like, we talked about it. We had, like, the VHSs. And I remember yeah, at your old video store, in Two Rivers, we would watch it. And people would kind of walk and go, oh, yeah, Star Wars. You know, like, like it was like an afterthought. And it felt weird when it was coming back that, that uh, I think they were, it, well, and of course the reason it came back was Air to um, the Empire Heir to the Empire it, would, be to like, it was like a market test for them to see if there was actually interest the book shot to number one yeah and then there was all the comic books of course From Dark you know Wars at the time,
1: time yeah. you know Star Trek was the, where the, we found the Star Trek nerds yeah sure now Star Wars nerds are the same as the Star Trek nerds but back then there were no Star Wars nerds they no were, not really it, it was a little it's, more respected than it's pretty quiet yeah. uh, it was just sort of a quiet little uh, quirky fan
0: base and uh, now it's as massive juggernaut of, yep. like, you know, I mean, there's a Star Wars, Galactic Empire, Galactic, what's it called? The, the Disney, Disney has an actual, like, you know, Star Wars
1: land that's oh, open. Oh, yeah, I, can, I am looking forward to seeing it. Are you gonna... I've been to Disney World uh, three or four or five times in my okay. life, but, uh, yeah, it wasn't open, obviously, the last time I was there, which was about maybe three, four years ago. Right, right. Well, but, Chancellor Valorum, by the way, is... Uh, Valorum, that's <laughs> Steph, so, so there we are. I vote no confidence Chancellor There we are, Valorum. there we are.
0: Um, so, yeah, it's funny that uh, Star Wars chat kind of mostly solely centered on the Phantom Menace today. I wasn't expecting that, or uh, but I think uh, maybe at the tail end of every episode, leading up, maybe the good way of doing this is uh, you know we'll talk about Attack of the Clones next week. We'll actually maybe cover every film. You have enough of a memory of these things if you're not watching them actively, and we can discuss uh, each individual film. Uh, I watch a lot on the march up to the uh, end of December. I guess is that uh, 25th, like 20th. 20th, 20th. Okay, so five days before Thursday Christmas. night. That'd be foolish
1: of them to stop. I oh, <laughs> might take a day. In their uh, in their box office, they open it on Christmas. Well, I guess on Christmas Day. Christmas is a Wednesday, so okay. it, oh, actually it's Friday. So actually, you know, actually I'm seeing it December nineteenth. Which so like the third says day. it opens the twentieth, but you know how they do that. Yeah, it's they kind of the 19th. Bleed,
0: bleed over. So uh, interesting. And I won't see it, of course, until that uh, Sunday. So we can actually can't even talk about it. Well, maybe I'll get bold and try a Saturday screening. Why don't you get for bold? The, because I'll for the have sake of the say, s- I'm, sure. Sure. <laughs> I'm sure we will. And then we may. How can, how can you not do Star Wars opening weekend? Why? Well, well, I always do it opening weekend, but just on the tail end. Because I'm just always afraid that uh, somebody will text near me and I'll get angry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't need that. So if you're going to sit next to me at Star Wars, keep your phone in your pocket, okay? Anyway, this was a uh, well, this was this was an episode, is what this was, and this is episode four, The fourth episode, would be a New Hope, well. uh, yes, <laughs> or or an old one, um,
1: a front row center, a film that uh, reviews movies. On the radio, you know. On, yesterday, I reviewed, yeah. or I reviewed a movie about a killer turkey. Did I mention that in the beginning? I saw it on I saw gobble, it on gobble. my
0: I saw it on my YouTube stream. That's for sure. I ain't no film
1: snob. All right, you look for uh,
0: Schlockmeisters. That's where you can find Bert mostly on uh, doing his movie thing on YouTube for now, anyway. As long as YouTube keeps uh, chugging along, and uh, me, well, you can find me at the Cedarburg Public Library, and you can find me on various other shows here on CPO Radio. And uh, we'll be back not next week, rerun next week. So tune in if you missed uh, our best of decade, and uh, we'll be back the week after, certainly with a review of Knives Out, and I guarantee we'll probably be talking about The Irishman.
1: Oh, yes. So we'll be watching The Irishman. At least The
0: Irishman and All Knives Out. All three hours of it. And yeah, absolutely, and then we'll um, we'll see what take, what happens from there. I'm sure we seem to average two movies show per show, and that's how this will go as well. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. We appreciate it. Uh, feel free to engage us on the social medias like the Facebook, which is the only social media we have. Happy Thanksgiving everybody or happy Thanksgiving killing <laughs>